Welcome to Booked, where two guys tell you about the books they're reading. I'm Olivia Snedden. Lazy Summer of Podcasting. I'm Rob. <laughs> All right, Rob. So I know that you're going to spend uh, a lot of the Lazy Summer of Podcasting catching up on non-podcast reading. How's that going so far? Uh, zero. I'm at zero pages. Okay. All right. Uh, so after a little bit of a, of a slow start, that's okay. Plenty of time left. Now, I don't know if you're going to count this, but um, there is a certification that I have to get, and I have to take the test before... Well, there goes Siri. Where are you at? You'll need to unlock your iPhone first. Yeah, yeah. Just, Siri's behind me. It's trying to get out hey, of the conversation. Hey, can I tell you? Oh, so is this... Oh, okay, so let's talk about Siri, not for the podcast, but I have a quick question. Yeah. Um. Apparently, in the last operating system update, Google updated to recognize my voice. And if I activate, if I say, OK, Google, it mm-hmm. actually unlocks the phone. Is that not an iPhone thing that can happen? Not unlocking. No. Good no. Lord, no. No. Well, by my voice, though. So e- you couldn't do it. OK. So I unless mean, you can do yeah. a really good impersonation of me. So I haven't heard you impersonate Or record me. your voice. Or record my voice. I don't. I'll tell you though that um, I know the Google Home. Yeah, I think can tell the difference between a human being and the TV. I don't know if my phone can. But, but I mean, I like we the... we could test it now because I have you saying "Okay, Google." <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. So like I could right. I could send you that recording and you could play it and see if it works. That's I don't know. That's just... good, yeah, I, yeah. I may try it myself because that's an interesting point. At any rate, you were saying. I don't know if you're going to count this or not, but there's a uh, certification that I have to take, and I have to take the test um, before – have like a month left, I think. And so I'm going to be doing some reading to study for that, and that might count towards some reading. But it's not like fiction. It's it's like technical stuff. <laughs> I, mean, I mean technically if it counts for you, it counts, right? I don't <laughs> think anybody else would count that. Like mm. I mean I read I read some Twitter posts today. I mean I don't know if that's – Mm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so. Uh, so no, I have not done any reading, any casual reading yet. Are you going to do this every week where we just talk about the reading I'm not doing that I promised I was, promised I was? I, I might bring it up occasionally, but uh, that really, that was more of an in for me to talk about what I read this past week. If, if wow. that's okay, you take a minute to, to talk about that. Uh, please be my guest. Sure. Um, I read Mapping the Interior by Stephen Graham Jones, um, which I really liked a lot. Um, not as much as The Night Cyclist. Um, and I mm-hmm. say that because I got a little, it got a little muddled for me towards the end. Um, I was having some trouble kind of following the action in this one towards the end. Um, ultimately, I got it, and I don't feel like I really missed anything, and it was really good. And um, It's a ghost story, um, but, but there's a lot of other stuff at play there too that i think was delivered really well i'm not gonna give it like a full review or anything but if you're looking for something in the i'm gonna guess roughly 90 page category um you definitely want to pick up mapping the interior by stephen graham jones um really nice cover on that too i uh vaguely remember seeing it i mean i didn't kindle so when you have a kindle i think you can look at the cover but really, it's yeah. not the same thing. And um, when you open it, it automatically just opens like the first page. So, yes, um, I will. So I'm going to tell you, uh, not conversationally, but I will instruct you that it is a nice looking cover. <laughs> it is. It is really cool. Um, I ha- I have that. I just have not read it yet. So maybe I should get off my lazy summer of podcasting ass and do some reading. I think you'd really like it. 
Hmm. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to squeeze in some stuff this summer that uh, I, I don't you know that obviously we're not doing for the podcast. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, my focus is that certification though. So uh, it's well, focus, excuse, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Certifications are important, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of books um, and reading. I will say that I was very excited to find out that um, Josh Mallerman has a new book coming out. Yes. You're familiar with this? Yeah, Unbury Carol, right? Yeah, I can tell. I love that title. Yeah, Mallerman does pretty good with his his um, uh, everything, and yeah, it's a good title. Uh, pretty decent cover. I don't know since it was. You didn't see the last cover. I don't know if you said it. <laughs> I did. I did. I did yeah. see this one. I like it quite a bit. All right. Uh, <laughs> have you have you seen the actual synopsis for it? Um, no, hit me. Lay it on okay, me. So I, I'm not sure if this is the actual synopsis, but this is from a kind of description of the book from joshmallerman.com. Uh, this is going to be published by Delray Books. And Unburied Carol is a dark, lyrical adventure novel about a legendary outlaw racing against time to save his first love from being buried alive while being trailed by threats both mortal and mystical. From what I understand, this is the book where um, if you smell something, you go into a coma. Right. That's yeah. 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 This is this is the one. So <laughs> uh, always very excited to read new fiction from Josh Mallerman. I don't remember. Maybe I can pull up what the release date is on that. I think it's early. It's next 2018. Year? Yeah. It's um. I think it's like April, April 2018. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. We already have our first 2018 um, novel in the books. We already know what that is. It's booked. Um, can we? Uh, I got a couple of different things to talk about since we're talking about book releases. Sure, go ahead. Uh, by the time everybody's listening to this, both of these books will have already been re- they've already been released. I think today might be release day or the day after release day for for one or two of these. Um, uh, the first one I want to talk about is the fourth book in Rob Hart's Ash McKenna series. The Woman from Prague, I believe, published either yesterday or today. And listeners will know that we've reviewed the first three books in the series, and we just it just becomes a little bit cumbersome, and we're worried about like someone who's a new listener coming in and listening to us talking about the fourth book in a series and not really understanding the review and stuff like that. So we made the conscious choice to not review this um, this book. However, we're both excited to read it, and um, we're sure that we're going to enjoy it as much as we did the other ones. So if you uh, if you have uh, checked out the other books and liked them, Woman from Prague is available now. And if you haven't, you can go back and listen to some of our earlier reviews and check it out and see if it sounds like it's your thing. But if you're into crime fiction, that's... Um, women, Prague. Women, Prague. Yeah, those types of things. Prague, what country is that? Because I'm terrible with those European. Um, I is that think Poland. Oh, this is gonna be bad. No, I think it's Czechoslovakia. Czech- All, All right, right, here we go. All right. <laughs> I was gonna ask Siri. I was just gonna yell really loud <laughs> through the thing. Now. Chechia. Chechnya. Che- this is Chechia. That, I don't know if that's a thing. Uh, it's it's the capital and largest city of the Czech Republic. The map right. that pulled up on Google actually says Prague, Czechia, which might be what they call it there. All right. They might not call it the Czech Republic. Hmm. 
Either way, all right, well, woman, that's the woman from there. Um, I don't know if this is the final in the series or if there's more, but um, uh, we, we dug the other three books, so I, I, I would recommend um, checking it out. I'm going to make a prediction that uh, this is only the final series, uh, book in the series, if it doesn't do well. And if it does well, I get the feeling there might be more coming. Polis books. <laughs> keep put, cranking them out. Um, and then, um, any guesses on the other book I want to talk about? I do, but before we get to that, it's funny because we're talking about how we don't want to review the fourth uh, book in a series. Uh, recently, I, I, I went back, I, I had a reason, but I went back and listened to the very first episode of Book Podcast. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I think I messaged uh, you about it. It was probably about masochist. two weeks ago, but I'm thinking about this because what did we start off with? A book that was the third book in the series. Yep. But we didn't know it. Yeah, it was a surprise. It was a surprise. Luckily, not a lot of people listen to that. Um, additionally, luckily, it's not easy to find that episode. No. No, you have to um, really know how to navigate our website. Yeah. So, um, but, oh my God, that was so bad. And the sound quality was terrible. And uh. Yeah, we're pretty lucky with what we have now. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that. So, uh, you're not recommending people go back to episode one and give that a... I am making zero recommendations for that. If you, if you just started listening, go back to like episodes, start with like episode, maybe you know, the warmed and bound series is good. So what is that for episode 15, 16, right around there somewhere? 20, 21. All right. 20 yeah, so. was the first. Um, but I would say like you can do that or jump right ahead to episode 75. That's the David James Keaton wrong kind of reading uh, in Chicago. Our first introduction to a David James Keaton live reading that's a really good one too. Oh yes, it is. Now can I go ahead and take take my guess? It was the... the other book you're talking about. It's <laughs> no better time than the present. Yeah, so that's a great segue into um, David James Keaton. David, hmm. <laughs> David James Keaton's uh, new book at Alcatraz. Something or another. You're gonna have to help me out with this one. Hard sentences, man. It's a it's a Hard sentences. an anthology of. <clears throat> Actually, I'll just read the back cover. Uh, because I have it. I have a physical copy signed by David James Keaton. Um, because we're like neighbors in California right now. Is he? Did he sign it? Hang on. Let me, that son of a bitch didn't sign it. Did he sign it? I'm going to be angry. This is definitely worth putting the brakes on this entire episode. I don't think he signed it. That's all right. I don't think you're going to read it, so I think that's probably pretty pretty fair. And wow. Wow. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Inside these walls, you'll find 19 stories detailing the cold, strange history of The Rock. Nightmares real and imagined, including the deadly acid-induced legacy of Whitey Bulger, Al Capone's final days, as well as dark tales of Robert Birdman Stroud, Creepy Carpus, and other less notorious but equally memorable prisoners. Relive the Civil War incarnation of Alcatraz. Sample the prison's famous mess hall menu and discover specters of the 70s Native American occupation who still haunt the crumbling walls. Read previously unreleased transcripts outlining wild plans and long-buried secrets. Experience the day-to-day routines of Alcatraz families, which include 80 children who try to go about life as usual on the island. Every day playing with, is this real? Within earshot of murderers. Learn what it takes. This is really long. Learn what it takes to squeeze through the bars of a cell, and why a man is sometimes better off simply serving his sentence. And find out what really happened in June of 1962, when Frank Morris, 
and the Anglin brothers escaped the prison only to disappear forever. Only over 5,000 tourists traveled to Alcatraz every day, drawn to the lonely clang of those steel doors, trying to catch glimpses of the shadows of those 1,500 former prisoners. Now you can take this experience home and read about it in solitude rather than solitary. Wow, that is a David James Keaton pun right at the end there. Um, I did read part of this. Okay, I was going to say, I think that you should definitely add two pages to your reading count for the summer after reading that synopsis. I know, right? It was really long. Um, I did read uh, the introduction by David James Keaton because he didn't uh, he didn't contribute a story, which was kind of a you know classy move as an editor. You don't put yourself in your own book, even though I did. Um, and it's 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 even though it's an introduction, it's totally a David James Keaton story. And so far, it's the it's the anthology winner. But like the lineup, do you know who's in this book? Why, yes, I do. Um, I was just going to talk about some of the friends of the podcast that are on there. I'm probably yeah. going to skip some other names, but um, Les Edgerton, Jed Ayers, Mark Rapox, Nick Corpin, Rob Hart, Matthew McBride. I mean, some good names in there. How about Glenn Gray? Glenn Gray, too. I don't know. Are we friends with Glenn Gray? Is he a friend? He's a, I mean, he had that one good book. Well, yeah, but I was yeah. saying these other people he, are people we've actually like, sent interacted me a, with him. He sent me a personalized copy of his book, so I count that. Oh, okay. Well, then he could be your friend because yeah. I didn't get a personalized copy of nothing. Did you mention Matthew McBride? I did. Michael Pong Gonzalez? I believe I did. Oh, man. Yeah, good stuff. I mean, like, definitely some uh, some some heavy hitters in here. So maybe I'll just pick off a story every now and then. To keep up the appearance that I actually like to read. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so yeah, there's some stuff for you guys to read. Um, uh, here we are recommending books. Um, you know, even in the lazy summer of podcasting. But yeah, both those are available now. Um, as is mapping the interior. Mapping the interior. Pretty excited about. That. I love Stephen Graham Jones, man, so much. Like in a creepy way, almost. There's some really good stuff in that one, man. If you're going to read something this summer, that's I'm putting my money on that one. Yeah. Did you put your money on it already by buying no. it? Yeah, yes. I purchased it. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Rob. That's enough book stuff, Jesus Christ, for people who aren't doing anything book-related for the summer. Um, what are you doing with your time? You been taking any good TV shows or anything over the summer? Twin Peaks, if you want to... <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, I've spent enough that goddamn time talking about Twin Peaks. So if you want to hear us talk about Twin Peaks, there's a whole nother podcast called The View. Um, and I'll tell you, I've gotten surprisingly little pushback on the title of The View, which was um, a concern. Initially, if you remember, I was like, do we really want to name it The View? That'd be kind of funny. But yep. not one person has been like, isn't that the name of a talk show with all those annoying women on it? Yeah, I think... Um... Right, those annoying women, exactly. I think that's kind of one of the reasons why I thought it would be perfect is because, like, it was going to go one of two ways. Either it was going to be this huge deal or nobody was going to care about it, and it ended up that nobody cares about it. But I I think that might have something to do with just the fact that nobody knows about it. (laughs) So So we're not big enough to get cease and desist letters or, or for anybody we're telling about the podcast to pay enough attention to notice. I think, yeah, that's the, yeah. yeah. Or, I mean, we could just, you know, everybody's so loyal to us that they're they're actively trying to prevent people from knowing that that's the name for the 
Could be. Yeah. Or, or maybe, I'll take it one step farther, maybe loyal listeners of The View are now boycotting and protesting that that show on TV is using the name The View. <laughs> that could be, too. At any rate, it's like not what one. I was going for with this. Oh, all right. <laughs> Actually, it was... But yes, we do talk about Twin Peaks ad nauseum once a week um, over at The View. But have you been watching anything else? I mean, what have you been doing with your time? Uh, I mean, I did watch the first couple episodes of Preacher. I've only seen the first one, so I feel like I'm a little behind you when you say the first couple. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they did a bullshit thing. Like, I just got pissed off. Like... Um, I watched the first two episodes on AMC's app on my iPad, and um, it was great, great experience. You know, would watch again was kind of my idea, and then I tried it again, and it's like, oh, you have to sign into your fucking cable provider in order to have access to this episode that's free, and I was like, all right, no, because I was pissed, and sometimes I just like you know make life more difficult for myself when I get angry. And so I just haven't watched the third or fourth episode, which are still out. I mean, already out. Um, but it's pretty damn good so far. The first, like, eight or ten minutes of that first episode of season two, mm-hmm. I feel is at the same level. I hope I'm not spoiling anything for anybody. Back in season one, there's a fight scene in a hotel room. Mm-hmm. I feel like they came back with a scene equally as good as the best scene from season one. I am going to agree with you. And I'm going to go so far as to say that I had that exact thought was like, wow, they're, they're really going for like the level of fucking insanity that they brought to that, that hotel fight scene is great. Now, what I don't know, because I've never, I knew it was a a, a graphic novel series, a comic book, whatever you want to call it. I do know that now we are in, the existing storyline. Um, so how do I say this? Like, I want to give the writers credit. They did such a great job, but anything in season one was created from scratch. Mm-hmm. Do you follow what I'm saying? So yeah, now yeah. they're following, I don't know how closely they're following. Maybe a listener who who's familiar with us, scenic and let us know, like, are we like page by page on, uh, mm-hmm. on the comic book? You know, or they kind of go on their own way. But, man, I was just blown away by that opening scene. I don't want to talk too much about it, you know, for anybody who hasn't seen it. But holy shit, that was amazing. The turnaround with the song was really good. You know what I'm talking about? Or, like, they didn't like the song, and then, like, later they did like the song? Are we talking about different things? I'm talking while muted, apparently. Uh, no, we're talking about the exact same thing. Um, my favorite part of that had to do, though, with what, what happens when you run out of gas and how you can get more gas. <sighs> That's I'm just saying, I mean, I loved all of it, but that was like that was just like the cherry on top. That was, uh, yeah, that was something. Now I know what to do if I um, end up having to siphon gas in that specific way and I need to get the, the taste out of my mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, anyway. Mm. Um, if you haven't seen season one of Preacher, I think it's maybe twelve episodes. Rob, does that sound right? Ten or twelve? It's a short season. Um, it is the most batshit crazy show on TV. I, I mean, it's crazier than Twin Peaks, oddly enough. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I mean, the whole concept is pretty crazy. 
and they just take it like as as crazy as they can. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan. And who is it that's the producer of that? He's like a famous comedy actor, isn't he? Oh, dude, yeah, it's produced by Seth um, Rogen and uh, Evan Goldberg, who did um, uh, all those bullshit like Pineapple Express and Super Bad, and um, I think they did the interview that Kim yeah. Jong, yeah, Kim Jong, whatever. <laughs> I guess Shit. I'm glad I didn't know that because I might not have ever turned this TV show on. Because yeah, like every time I see them in the credits, I'm like, am I really watching um, something that these guys are involved in? But yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, they're working with an existing storyline, so I mean, you know, how much can you stray from that? I guess and still be true to 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 you know canon, but uh, definitely something that you should be watching. I, I don't hear a lot of people talking about it. Like people in my circles have no idea what that show is. Uh, you and one guy I work with, and he watched it because I recommended it. That's the only two people I know that have any idea what this TV show is. Yeah, I think I picked it up from you. All right, so I'm looking at on IMDb just to see because the creators are Evan Goldberg, Seth Rogen, and Sam Catlin. Sam Catlin's the only name I don't know. And I'm looking to see if he's got anything else cool under his belt. Oh, producer of Breaking Bad for four years. It's kind of a big thing, right? It is, and probably explains how they were able to get a crazy show like that on AMC. Yeah. Good for them. I mean, like, they're making they're making <laughs> they're making a pretty damn good show and they're really pushing uh some boundaries with it. So it's good to see that in yeah. mainstream TV. I feel like there was some sarcasm in there that I just there don't was really some recognize. sarcasm, but some stuff that's happened over at the View lately. Where Rob has referred to some really <laughs> offbeat TV, TV shows as mainstream TVs. So. Uh, hey, I did. I just thought of something else that um, that I've been doing in this lazy summer. That um, I don't know, man. I could think it'd be worth talking about, but I know you haven't, so it's going to be very one sided. Um, I saw Baby Driver. Um, so, uh, I, I, I have an idea what it is. I will say though, that it's, you love it or you hate it. All right. So from what, I could, from what I read from other people's thoughts, uh, what, what is your impression of what it is? I think that it is a musical. That's about a guy who's a getaway driver for criminals. No. Okay. <laughs> Um, I would say so music does play a big part, but not in a way where like the actual actors are singing or anything like that. And it's not music that was created to tell the story of the movie. Okay. Gotcha. So, um, so there are songs recognize the average person would, would know these songs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it's about a guy who's a getaway driver. He's, um, he owes like this, you know, organized crime guy played by Kevin Spacey um, kind of a debt from some things he did in the past and so he's driving as a getaway driver in, in heists to pay back his debt and he's we you know when you when the movie starts he's doing he's done his next to last heist in order to, to break even with the bad guy and so then he meets a girl and things get all crazy because there's like the girl and he's trying to protect her from his like weird crime life and his weird crime life goes wrong and there's a bunch of crazy driving and a bunch of music and it's fucking a straight up action movie. Um, but 
for people who appreciate um, Edgar Wright as a writer and a director, this is like just porn plus candy, like all wrapped into one. This is like the ultimate Edgar Wright movie. So my understanding is that while you watch porn, you eat candy. I mean, people like candy and they like porn. Like, what are some things that people like? Um, so I did not know that Edgar Wright, uh, he's a director, right? Yeah. yeah. I did not know that he was the guy behind Shaun of the Dead and like Hot Fuzz. Yeah. And Scott Pilgrim. I, I didn't know who he was. <laughs> I didn't know that the same person was responsible for Shaun of the Dead, which I think is brilliant. And Scott Pilgrim yep. versus the world, which, you know, I have other thoughts on. <laughs> um, I, I'm not sure how I. So it's a serious movie, right? Um, yeah, it, it is. It's an action movie that has um, a decent amount of comedy in it, but it's also got like its love story element. It kind of. It I feel like it balances between like kind of multiple approaches. Well, um, the the criticism you're going to find from people is that it tries to be too many things. Interesting. So, um, I think it's fucking brilliant, and it's got some of the best like directed and artistic sequences I've ever seen in a film in my life. Mm. Um, I have a lot of respect for what he did. I feel like a lot of people are going to gloss over that and just be like, oh, it didn't give me the blah, 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 whatever. It's not Fast and Furious. <laughs> okay. I didn't get the feeling that it was for the Fast and the Furious crowd. I, I, I don't know. In my head, that's not who I pictured the target audience for that being. But I, no, again, no, I don't not. know very much about the movie. So I, you know. Yeah. And the audience, it's an interesting thing because, like, obviously the audience you would expect would be Edgar Wright fans. Um, but it's an action movie. It's a straight up action movie. So, yeah, it doesn't seem to fit with his other work. I mean, he yeah. also did Ant Man, which is a, a you know, cartoon, a comic book uh, movie, but I think that's got more of a funny slant to it than, right. than a serious one. So, yeah. I, and I haven't seen it, so I'm just guessing at that. I kind of forgot he did Ant Man. I saw that, and it was okay. Um, I am so. So fucking done with comic book movies. So done. Uh, yeah, I don't. Did you see Wonder Woman? I have not seen it. No, I haven't seen Wonder Woman. I haven't seen fucking that new Spider-Man. I haven't seen Logan, which is supposed to be amazing. So I saw Logan. <sighs> yeah. And I will say Logan was uh, Logan was pretty special. It's uh, it's very different from. I guess I'm not going to say all other. It's very different from the movies that you're talking about, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, Logan is only a superhero movie in that 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 Logan is a former, you know, superhero. I mean, that's it. That's the only thing it has in common with with any of the other movies that you might be thinking of. So um, it's really good stuff. So and I will say for those of for for those of uh, those people have seen it. That very last sequence um, at the end, oh, tear jerking. I mean, so good. So good. <laughs> I essentially know what happens in the movie because um, of, of other things that I watch that talk about stuff like that. So it's been pretty significantly spoiled for me. But good job not spoiling it for our listeners who have That's... maybe haven't uh, mm-hmm. seen it. 
Yeah. I, I will see Wonder Woman. I, I still want to see Doctor Strange, um, which I think now is out on, you know, whatever, uh, like a video on demand or whatever DVD or something. So I'll probably catch that yeah. at some point. And, and Spider-Man, too. I mean, but these are not movies. I haven't been in a movie theater in, in a while. Last time I was in the movie theater was with you to see Rob Zombie's 31. Wow, 31, yeah. Um, I don't know if you don't noticed very much anymore. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this, but... Um... On the website, when I post our episodes on BookedPodcast.com, <laughs> yeah. um, I, I stopped using 31 as our video to check out. Oh, I did not. But you must have done it super recently, like in the last two weeks. It was last episode, yeah. Yeah, so for the last almost year now, <laughs> the bottom said, oh, hey, and while you're waiting for another episode or whatever, check out our review of Rob Zombie's 31. It was our latest movie. It was our latest well, video, was, yes. so like we, yeah. since we haven't produced anything new since then, that's what I went to. But now it's um, uh, Mark Z. Danielowski doing um, a reading of the familiar volume one that we were in that we were present for. Nice. Maybe we'll have to find something to put in its place very soon. Very very yeah, soon. Like we should make a new video. We might do that. Can I tell you that um, since? October of last year, I've had a $25 gift card to the movies, too. So it's not even like I just don't want to pay them. There's just a, a gift card from uh, I got through a work thing and it's just sitting on my dresser and I uh, I, I have not have not used it. So it's, it's not even like a, uh, I don't want to drop 20 bucks, go see a movie like I, I have. It's paid for and I just haven't done it. I, I'm spoiled now. I went to um, when I saw Baby Driver, uh, I did the assigned seating. Where it was like the one of those reclining leather like sofa things. Oh, nice! There's, uh-huh. I'm not. I'm never, never gonna go back to one of those bullshit regular seats mm-hmm. because uh, and fucking and I didn't even realize like there's gonna be a generation of people who have grown up experiencing movies in an entirely different way than we did because we we didn't even when we were kids when we were like at the age where you'd go to the theater and make out with someone that you were like trying to hook up with like. They didn't even have the arms that lifted up so that you could yeah, kind of yes. like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. It was like airplane seating. Do you remember uh, when they introduced cup holders? Oh, my God. It was revolutionary. Yeah. Um, so, like, when we were young and, and, you know, full of hormones, we had this weird metal barrier in between us in these really narrow, uncomfortable seats and possibly, most likely, not even like stadium seating. Right. Yeah, I was, like, that's the next thing I was going to say. We sat in the same, you know, but the screens were like higher. Yeah. But yeah, there wasn't even like, I don't know, what's that called? Like inclined seating, I guess. Yeah, it's just a fucking yeah. room. It's a room full of chairs. Um, mm-hmm. And now it's like you got this stadium seating and you've got fucking like these IMAX like curved uh, screens and everything. And then you're sitting in a goddamn like leather recliner uh, with a seat that you chose before you even made it to the goddamn. Um, theater there's a whole different world man my local theater the one I would go to I, I, I mean I haven't been there in a while but I don't think they have updated I think it's just regular standard stadium seating and the closest one for me that has that I think would be that one that we went to which is a little bit of a drive oh yeah go see a movie yeah. so that's it I'm spoiled man like it's the only thing and if I can find one that has like beer done the one, the one we went to see thirty one and had. I don't know if they had beer, oh. but I know you get wine. Like they had. Well, that's they had, right. Like, they had a bar, liquor, but yeah, I don't know if you know you could just get a Corona or something. Yeah, 
Definitely not beer that you would drink, I guess. No. Even if they had it. So, yeah. I'd have to smuggle (laughs) it in. I'll do that. That's fine. We should go see another movie. And I think I know what movie that's going to be. Oh, you may not be back yet. You remember we talked on the podcast. We were really excited about that. I don't remember what the name is. It's about that female CIA agent or something. Oh, Atomic Blonde? Yeah. Dude, that comes out in like two weeks. And uh, I will not be back in time for that, no. Uh, maybe we could work something yeah. out where we see it separately and still still do a little review thing. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. It looks good. Very it looks excited. good. I watched a little like five minute making of with uh, what's her name doing a lot of her fight, her own fight scenes. Charlie's Theron. Yes. She's amazing in this movie from everything I've seen of it so far. But I can't stop thinking anytime I see her doing anything. I always flash back to her role in Arrested Development as Rita, who's the mentally retarded woman that michael dates <laughs> you're not laughing as you've never watched arrested development right yeah no i, yeah, I have nothing <laughs> nothing to add to that but like it's such a great storyline because he doesn't because she's british he doesn't realize that she's retarded um he just thinks she's like british <laughs> all right that is kind of funny oh my god and she just acts so goofy though like the whole time and it's so obvious, but like, yeah, it's just so funny. It's funny. So yeah, maybe that's something we could do as a lazy summer podcasting thing. Maybe I'll uh, I'll go to a matinee show or that use some of my gift card up and do uh, it. You'll do it up. Yeah. Um, but we should talk about what we might use to replace. Not that the, the Mark Danielewski um, secret footage that you recorded clandestinely <laughs> Six, isn't sixteen that. minutes holding that goddamn phone in my hand. Yeah, it isn't great stuff for the the webpage, but um, we have been talking about, and this is not a, this is like, I'm not, we're not like coming up with this idea on air. We do know that this is something we wanted to do. Um, Next week, we are going to be doing Booked Live, which apparently from what Rob says, we haven't done in like a year, because if 31 was our latest video, that was in September of last year. So it's got to be a year since we did a Booked Live. Does that sound right? I mean, I'll look while we're talking, but it's been a long ass time. So for anybody who uh, it has not seen the first three booked lives, um, it's our actual first video uh, podcast that we did, I guess you can call them. Um, you know, they weren't put on this feed, so you didn't hear them here. You can see them on YouTube. And really, it's just Rob and I for like two hours um, just shooting the shit uh, with uh, a little bit of participation from listeners. Uh, if you're into that, we'll post links on Facebook and Twitter and all that good stuff on how you can participate um, we're not sure. We haven't. Can we decide now what night that'll be? Is that something we can do? Because I don't think we really solidified that. <laughs> Dude, if we play our cards right, it could be very close to the anniversary of Booked Live episode three, which was on July 28th of 2016. <laughs> oh, God. All right. That's a little ways from now. So, so we've decided. Um, that next Tuesday, the 18th of July, in case you're listening in the future, then you just go back and watch a recorded one, we will be doing a live um, podcast. Uh, I expect it'll be a minimum of one hour. Um, we'd love some audience participation. If you guys just want to watch us talking, you're welcome to. You can ask questions, um, comment and stuff. Um, we're working out the details. YouTube did not work out super well for us last time. Um, although we may wind up uploading the video there if we can, I don't know. So we're we're looking at options. We'll see. But um, all that information will be available through the Facebook page, through the book podcast listening group, um, our Facebook stuff post to Twitter. So if you're 
somehow paying attention to what we're doing on the internet, you'll get that information. But if you're interested, clear your schedules. Uh, it is going to be, I'm going to go central time, uh, 8.30, I think, probably will work, right? 8.30 p.m. central. Perfect. On Tuesday, July 18th. So uh, crack open a drink um, and hang out with us for a little while. And if for some reason you're not available to do that, I do believe that that will be our podcast next week. So... Um, you'll hear the audio portion of that as a as another interlude episode for the Lazy Summer of Podcasting. You're goddamn right. But really what we want is as much interaction as possible. It's nice that, so like in the times that we've done this in the past, we've had a handful of people um, kind of... Good people, though. Good people. Well, and that's, I was, thanks for making me look like the asshole I was going to get there. Uh, <laughs> um they joined us and, and it, they made it a better experience than like if Livius and I had to just kind of do it on our own. Um, and that's the thing, like the people that join us bring so much to it because they know some of what we are and how we work, but they also bring their own personality to things. So the more of that we get, the better experience is going to be for everybody. And um, this is the first time we're actually converting one of those into an episode of the podcast. So the more that you contribute, the more maybe you're going to get out of it when you listen to this as well. That's right. So we're putting you to work. So again, I'll reiterate one more time, July 18th, Tuesday, 8.30 Central Time. That's 6.30 if you're on the West Coast. Rob time, that's, yeah. Yeah, Rob time. That's uh, 9.30 if you're on the East Coast. And if you're uh, in Europe, sorry. Yeah, that's like December or June, right, yeah. June or something. Yes, it's umpteen o'clock. I was thinking um, about, um, can we talk about time travel just for a second? Sure, I love time travel. You're going to, you'll appreciate this. Like, I think this is the closest to, um, like, messing with my mind as far as time goes that I've had in a while. So are you familiar with, um, I know you don't have an iPhone, but there's a feature on the iPhone called Live Photos. I am not familiar. So the idea with a live photo is it's a picture, but um, it records one and a half seconds of video before and after the photo. So you can look at it like a photo, but then you could play it like a video as well. Like you do, it's like a video and a photo in one. Interesting. Okay. I've got it. It's just kind of fun. They're fun, you know? Um, but the, the interesting thing is that it takes a second and a half of video before it takes the photo. And so I was playing around with that. I'm a little bit curious and I, you know, work in the, in the field. So I kind of like to know how these things work. And I was playing around with it, and I was doing a live photo the other day, and I noticed that if I hit the you know button to take the photo and started talking, I only catch about half of what I said. But when I started talking before I hit the button, it got everything. So it's actually recording before it actually records. Oh, I got gotcha. you. And I guess that makes sense because you're snapping a photo at the time that you want a photo. So yep. that means that the app itself, once you have it open, kind of has to, to just be running and then yeah, as long it as itself that, down to a second and a half. Yeah, as long as that feature isn't enabled um, and you have the camera app open, it's kind of actively recording until you do something. And then it, you, and it, the, you know, it figures out the second and a half and it makes your photo. But, like, it is recording your photo before you actually tell it to record the photo, which is pretty that's crazy. Actually, that's kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's not that much of a leap because your phone has to do that anyway. That's how it gets your your command for your digital assistant. I don't want to set anybody's phone off. So, yeah. 
Hey, Same Siri. thing. It has to actively listen <laughs> to everything to hear that. So, yep. yeah. <laughs> um, that just blew my mind, man. And I know how it works, but even like it took actually doing it to to realize how really kind of crazy that is. That's uh, it's an interesting and, and a neat feature. It reminds me of what was that now failed um, uh, website software, whatever, with the really short videos. Vine. Vine. It reminds me a little bit of Vine. I get that yep. it's only three seconds, but, you know, it, it reminds me a little bit of that super short video kind of feature. Yeah. And if you um, if you're a user of Instagram or Snapchat or any of that stuff, like they've got like, you know, you can record videos for X number of seconds. And now you can do it where it's like sped up or slowed down or played in reverse or looped. So this is eh, tangential to that, but um, kind of fun. They need are more of those face filters where you look like a cat. There are definitely not enough of those enough on of those. the internet. Yeah, no. um, or you know, like you're wearing a party hat or something because those are those are fun. The the dog, the dog nose and ears. Mm-hmm. That's um. Yep. I think that if you're under a certain age, you have to use that. If you have like an online dating profile, that has to be <laughs> like one of your photos that you use. Not not that I troll online dating places for young. Girls. Girl, I was gonna say yes specifically for young girls. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's definitely not a thing, but I'm just saying I'm, I'm, I'm woke enough. Not woke. That's a joke. I just wanted to say woke because I knew that it would like make angry, uh, Livia's angry. I don't know. I I um I was watching America's Got Talent earlier today. This this week's episode and um there's a dance crew and they couldn't stop themselves from doing what's that thing with the arm in the air and you point like the other arm like bent at your nose kind of dab. Yeah, that that one. And God damn it, they did that like four or five times, like during Converse, like while people were saying like, oh, my God, you guys are so good, you know, and that like that was there like taking a bow. Yep. And my God, it was annoying. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely Rob and I were talking last night after we recorded the view. And I was like, yeah, basically now my day off, I wake up at 6 a.m. And sometimes I just put on C-SPAN for like an hour. <laughs> like that's where I'm at. Like I don't know what any of these things are called. And I get up early and watch like weird political shit and uh, turn into an old man like really really quickly I, I just got so, I just got so distracted because <laughs> on Facebook Michael Gonzalez who's in the hard sentences anthology posted a video uh, and he put bottle flipping is so last year he did this on Facebook and it is a compilation video of people <laughs> like flipping these dildos with suction cups on the end like around like into the air like onto cars and like onto the top of a building and stuff and so like while Livius is talking about this all I'm all I'm doing is seeing these dildos <laughs> flying through the air and landing on like a police car it's uh this video actually is, is pretty well processed because they're doing um using like an exercise ball like with the dildo stuck yeah. to it and then they're bouncing the exercise ball. And right. Oh it takes God. skill. Like these people have practiced. <laughs> well, that, and that's, that's the thing. I don't think this is that bad, but um, have you ever seen the guys who do like the crazy, like basketball shots and stuff? Like they'll set yeah. up a hoop and then they'll be like in a helicopter. Yep. I've always wondered exactly how many attempts that takes. Like oh, if they just God. spend like six hours and they're like, got the one shot coming back tomorrow to do something different. Have you ever seen the I Got Skills guy? Uh, I don't think so. Look for Is that on the like, internet. Yeah, search for I Got Skills. What are you going to do about it? 
and thank me. Like, I spent a whole night just watching this guy throw things into other things. That's not a porn reference. All right, I am watching the original compilation. Oh, I do. This guy does look familiar. Yeah, with the mustache? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Or I saw someone doing something very similar, just like weird shit around the house. And Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I got skills. What are you going to do about it? And he's got like this weird like cockney weirdo. Yeah, I did see this because he snaps and, and the girl's like shirt busts open. So, yeah, I, I do remember <laughs> seeing that before. The yeah. thing he does with the cigarette, though, I will say this and not that anybody cares, but he does. He like flips the cigarette into his mouth. Um, when I was in high school, we did something very similar. And I don't want to say we perfected it because it was probably like his videos. You know, we had to do it like a hundred like times. Thousands. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to try to explain this to you and it's not going to make any sense. So picture that you and I were doing this. Right. And we did like across a cafeteria table. I would put a cigarette in my mouth, turn my back towards you. So you're facing the table. I'm facing away from the table. And I would flip my head back, release the cigarette, and it would twirl in the air. And hopefully, if this worked one out of 50 times, you would catch it in your mouth. That's uh, that's kind of wild. Listen, if YouTube would have been around then and I would have <laughs> recorded it, I could have been the I could have been that I got skills guy. You would have gone viral with your one trick. Exactly. Wow. So, uh, yeah, we would have turned it into two tricks, I'm sure. So at any rate. I'm not sure how we got here, flipping dildos and whatever, but um, (laughs) none of these things will be happening on the next episode of Book Live. Now, I'm going to drop this on Rob because this was discussed briefly, but I'm going to throw this in the podcast. So um, we've been doing holiday episodes that are exclusive for Patreon, but we traditionally have always done the Halloween Extravaganza Spectacular and the Christmas episode for everybody. And I do believe that's going to continue this year. Yes, Um, 100 percent. Absolutely. Now, the new thing that came up during a meeting, we'll call it a meeting that we had a couple of weeks ago, (laughs) was the possibility of doing a video version of the Halloween episode. That's true. And we would wear costumes. So the more I thought about this, the the better I I like the idea. So Book Live will be probably a little bit of a test since we're, I don't know, I'm not sure that we're going to use YouTube to figure out if there is a better way to do it. But if we're successful at doing video by Halloween, I am promising you guys a video Halloween extravaganza spectacular with our special guests, Misty and Jesse. And uh, I think it's going to be fun. It's usually the most fun we have all year, I think. The Halloween episodes mm-hmm. have always yeah. been wonderful. So I'm very much looking forward to it. And doing it in a video format might be a lot of fun, too. Um, I just can't wait to see what your costume is. Oh, you know, I was thinking, I've been thinking about this too. I think that we need to figure out a way to do it kind of like the gift exchange where we don't talk about what our <laughs> costumes are, where it's like a surprise. Like, you know, obviously it's video, so we'll have to like kind of get on at the same time. But I think that it should be a surprise. I think that would be a lot of fun. So we could do like an unveiling where like each person is just a blank screen until yeah, it's and their I, yeah, turn. I, yeah, exactly. And I mean, obviously, we would do that very early in the episode because it would be silly to wait, you know, till the end or reveal one person like I like I missed these just black screen for 40 minutes, you know, until we get to her. Yeah, Five so. minutes left in the episode. We're like, all right, Missy, what's your costume? Yeah, exactly. So um, I think I've been thinking a lot about this and I really love the idea. So if in a video fashion, we can pull it off with four people. That's what it's going to be this year. Love it. All about it. Love it. I don't think we really have anything else. I mean... Nope. All right. So um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, Go get on Patreon because there was talk of a Labor Day episode. I don't know if that's going to (laughs) happen. 
but I do feel like there should be at least one more Patreon exclusive holiday kind of episode between now and Halloween. Yeah. So uh, $1 a month gets you uh, a, a access to that content. And um, I'm not going to talk about spoiler talk because we're not reviewing books for like two months. So I, I think that's, I yeah, think that's kind of a hollow promise. Like, yeah. Um, but anyway, you'd be supporting one of your favorite podcasts um, and you'll have exclusive uh, access to some of the holiday episodes. And there are already two up there that are exclusive now right is it yeah, three? easter and fourth of july yeah so there's already two of them you know that you can go back and listen. <laughs> yeah do the patreon thing um and check out those books we mentioned earlier mapping the interior rob hart's new book woman from prague which is apparently in chechnya or whatever chechia and hard sentences because and i'm and i'm really pushing the hard sentences well i'll tell you why I was supposed to go to something this week with David James Keaton. Um, he invited me. I accepted the invitation. I made a dedication to go to it. And then I fell asleep on my couch. And I slept essentially through it. And when I told him I wasn't going to make it, he said, and I quote, You're worthless. Um, but at least I made 10 bucks because I bet you were going to flake. And so I responded, well, I'm worth 10 bucks then. So. I um, I would like to say if there was anybody else, David or anybody else listening who expected Rob there, I do believe that Rob might have narcolepsy because he has slept through some other things. So this isn't a first thing that's happened. As a matter of fact, <laughs> tonight we, you know, he had messaged me about time. I said I can't make it that time. How this time he was like, yeah. Three minutes after that time, I was like, I'll bet that fucker's sleeping. I was <laughs> not asleep. He was not sleeping. I was but not asleep happened. this time. Yeah, so it has happened uh, to others, not just to you, Mr. Keaton. Yeah, and then, but he was nice to us, and he messaged us with something nice uh, earlier today. So apparently, he's forgiving. He is. So yeah, go read hard sentences, contribute to Patreon, and come back on Tuesday, July eighteenth, eight thirty Central Time. Um, when I say come back, don't come back here. Follow the social medias; we'll direct you where to go. Yeah, and spread um, the until, word. Bring your mom. Yeah, definitely. Well, maybe don't bring your mom, but definitely <laughs> spread the word. <laughs> Until then, I'm Livia Snedden. And I'm Rob Olson. Keep reading.